Justin Zanuck, general manager of the Utah Jazz, joins the show to dish on the trade deadline. And my biggest takeaway, he comments on Russell Westbrook. You'll hear it here on Round Ball Roundup on utahjazz.com. I'm J.P. Chunga on the Utah Jazz Podcast Network, presented by First Colony Mortgage, the official mortgage lender of the Utah Jazz, and MLS number 3112, Equal Housing Lender. I'll hit you with one more podcast before All-Star break, because during All-Star, I'm going to try to catch up with so many people who are coming in to give you a podcast going out and into the second half of the season. Rip-roaring. Because the entire NBA world is descending to watch Lowry market an all-star starter. And shout out Lowry for being an all-star starter. But everybody's coming in, and I can't wait to catch up with so many people. Jazz legends, alumni, all-stars of the like. I'll be everywhere, but I want to hit you with an all-star podcast before it all starts. So you get at least one more podcast this week. But this one, it's all about Justin Zanuck and the trades that Jazz made. Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander-Walker to Minnesota. Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley to Los Angeles. Vanderbilt had a pretty good game against the Warriors on Saturday. Already making an impact. That high energy. And then Utah receives Juan Toscano-Anderson, Damian Jones, Russell Westbrook, and that first-round pick in 2027. Already did the draft picks on the last podcast. Chris Mannix, the guest. You can get more information on my feelings on getting one of the most coveted prizes of the entire deadline. But the big takeaway in this convo is about Russ. What would Russ's world be if he comes to Utah? And as a player who has won an MVP, been first-team All-NBA, been an All-Star, he deserves a little time to get adjusted to what happened at the deadline and him being traded here. Because as many expect, he won't play for the Utah Jazz. Conversations are ongoing. And I've been told they've been very receptive on that side towards hearing what the Jazz have. And it's not going to be 30 minutes a night where he's allowed to do the triple-double things. This isn't OKC Russ. They aren't trying to get that. They're trying to get a player who can fit a role, who will accept other players are using this time to develop. Colin Sexton needs development minutes. Taylor Horton Tucker is so young. You remember he's been in this league, he got in at 19, barely in his early 20s. So if Russ is going to be here, it's not going to be for 30 minutes tonight. It's going to be significantly less. It's going to be reduced in his role. And if that's what he wants... He can certainly make an impact on the team. But don't take it from me. Hear it from the man himself. General Manager of the Utah Jazz, Justin Zanuck. Once again, five stars, nice reviews. That's all I ask of you. Let others know that you're listening to the podcast. I'll have another one before All-Star Weekend. But in the meantime, enjoy this one with Justin Zanuck on Round Ball Roundup. So, what's the screen time looking during that? Uh, oh, wow. I think I actually turned it off over the last couple of weeks. Probably deserved. Yeah. Um, what's interesting about the, the deadline, everyone, you know, the transactions happen 
you know, fast and furious over the last couple of days. Right. But a lot of those discussions, um, so I don't remember how many trades were done, but I know 19 teams did a trade over or 20 over the last two days. So there were probably, that's probably only 10% of what was discussed across the league. So if there's, you know, 25 trades, there's probably yeah, 250 that could have were discussed in some level. So we could have seen even more second rounders. A lot of second rounders. Yeah, I think I'm worth this. A lot of second rounders. It is quite the difficult position to reshape teams, build teams, and Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt are in this trade. What can you say to their contributions to the Jazz and what they've meant to the organization? Sure. Um, let's start with Mike first. Longest tenured one that we made a decision to uh, make the deal we did. I mean, Mike is probably, not probably, is one of the most special people I have ever had the pleasure of working with for around in 25 years as an agent and as an executive. Um, he brought every bit of that here to, to the jazz. Um, he's a winner, he's an unbelievable person, mentor, veteran, and his contribution to Minnesota will be, he will help them very, very much. Um, we had a lot of good times here with Mike here and a lot of, a lot of success and I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, he can still play at a high level for a long time whenever he wants. So these things, and I'll, I'll get into Malik and Jared and Nikhil in a second, but like, this is what make these, those relationships. And when you meet special people, Malik and Jared and, and Nikhil are as well in their own way, um, makes these types of decisions really hard. But from an organization standpoint, this is the most appropriate and best thing that we needed to do for the organization as we open up a championship window. Uh, Malik Beasley's high level of shooting, um, his personality, he came here, bought in immediately. Um, I think we were able to help him as well. Um, I know he liked it here a lot, and so that made it hard. Um, Jared Vanderbilt's ener energy and... Um, you know, ability with the crowd and, and our success that we had in the first half of the season, he was he was crucial to it. So having those two guys go to the Lakers and, and help them on a playoff push, um, they'll be in meaningful situations. And Nikhil, I think, you know, just such a great kid and such a hard worker. And he got better this year uh, in terms of shooting percentages, uh, continuing to work with the ball in his hand and making decisions his ability to guard um it was hard you know that that was another one that was hard to be in the be in the trade but it we needed it to make it work um he was some you know i think he has a bright future in the league and uh i think minnesota's got somebody there that can guard the ball and you know make make good decisions in his in his shots um and he's his shooting percentages are up a ton so um I think it'll be a good place for him. Mentioning how much those guys contribute to winning, how difficult of a decision is it to make that decision to make the trade? Yeah, it's it. Like I said, it's hard, you know, on a personal level. And I know you're referring, like, on a professional level. I think 
you know, what we started here this year with coach, um, was the ability to build a culture show that, um, you know, it's going to be built around hard work, playing the right way. Um, Mike, Jared, Malik, and, and Nikhil were integral to that. We also had some challenges this year where um, the roster that we had going in the season was um, not quite balanced. So we had a lot of um, a lot of guards that I think Will has actually done an outstanding job given the circumstances of sprinkling in minutes uh, for guys, whether it's Nikhil or was with Nikhil or Taylor Horton Tucker, um, Colin Sexton, Ochai. So now, you know, what we wanted to accomplish by the end of this year, you know, results, results agnostic was to come out knowing what, what, what each player kind of is going forward. And these last 26 games, um, will give us an opportunity to maybe, learn way more about the players that have been more intermittent minutes like Taylor Horton Tucker or Colin Sexton in a bigger role or Ochai in a bigger role or Simone Fantecchio getting consistent minutes, um, seeing where our centers, you know, integrating Juan Toscano Anderson and Damian Jones, giving them an opportunity. Um, you know, I'm really proud of Yudoka with him being healthy all year this year. So, him getting an opportunity too, so that at the end of the season, we kind of know a lot more about those guys. How intentional is it that your office is right across from Will Hardy's Absolutely. so that you guys are, are talking every single day? Absolutely intentional. What Designed are those conversations way. now that you have? Juan Toscano Anderson available, Damian Jones, and then Russell Westbrook, because he's a Hall of Fame player, deserves his own question. So first those two. I mean, it's just been a partnership from day one with Will. So... um you know, that's with Ryan, with Danny, with me, with Will, all of us together. Um, he, the best thing about Will is it's, he's not about himself. He's about what's the best for the organization, what's best for the team. And we wanted to provide him a foundation that he could, you know, build his voice as a first-time head coach. Um, so it's just been a daily conversation. We talk to him every day about what's going on that day or different things that are you know, possibly on the, on the horizon, whether it's trade deadline or, you know, it's, you know, this person's hurt and how are we going to do this? So, you know, he's got full reign to play who need, who he needs to play. He's the head coach of the Utah jazz. That's his expertise. Um, my job is to partner with him and Danny and Ryan and try to put the best roster on the floor that can not only get better, um, but then eventually over a time period, open up a championship window. Russell Westbrook. He's been a part of championship windows. He's a former MVP. What are the conversations with him? I'm sure jazz fans are, are knowing up in the air, but what is his collaboration with this? Team? Sure. I mean, first of all, I know it, he can't be selected yet, but he's a hall of famer, yeah. even more so than the triple doubles and the MVP, you know, um, Russell's had an unbelievable career um, and was quite good this year as well. What I think is important, um, Russell and his agent, um, and Danny and myself, we've just had very open, transparent conversations so that he can get to know a little bit more, not only about us, but also, um, where we are with our team building and the opportunity, you know, what opportunities are available. And we also want to be very respectful of him and his desires to, um, continue to play. Um, so helping him, you know, just 
a full transparent of just figuring what that looks like and giving him some time to figure that out. This is the first time uh, in his career, he said this to me, you know, that being in this position. Um, so he was very appreciative of Danny and I's conversation. He was also, you know, we also, like, like I said, want to be very respectful of him. Um, so we're just continuing to talk and figure it out and see what that looks like. 15 lightly protected or unprotected first round picks till 2029. What are the balls in the air with that, having so many of those assets? So I've said this before, but the possibility, you know, that combined with the cap space and roster flexibility, just the possibilities are endless. So, you know, we have, we don't have all 15 this year. We have them spread out over seven years. We have three right now in the first round coming up into the 2023 draft. So we've been attacking that all year. And now that the deadline's passed, we have, you know, another asset that we've added that, you know, the quality of that asset collection is the best in the league and for a long period of time. So we've opened quite a window for us to continue to be flexible and opportunistic on any opportunities that come up with, with players that are available or moving up and down in the draft, this draft, next draft, the draft after that. So I don't ever want people to think of it as like a one-to-one -one thing. So you have a bunch of cap rooms. So then who are you going to spend it on? You have to spend it on now. It could be you acquire in an unbalanced contract trade. Uh, you can use those picks to maneuver in the draft or add them into a deal that, that nets you a player, you know, that you think can really advance our club. And I think the progress that coach has done with our roster with Larry Markkinen now starting the all-star game huge um deserved huge very well deserved so excited for him and walker kessler uh having a, a good rookie season and showing development upside ochai i think coach has done an unbelievable job with him just bringing him along and and then all of our younger young guards that we're going to try to get to know in a in a in a bigger role for them um all of these assets and cap space allow us to add to that and build from there can I go with a dumb one to finish? Sure. What have the other finish. ones been? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got me. Yeah. Uh, smart list for me, straight up. Would you take that deal? No, smart list every time. For you? No, I'd probably have to kick in a couple first. I don't think. I'm a bad contract. No. <laughs> not bad contract. Justin Zan. You're not overpaid, so it can't be a bad contract. General Manager of the Utah Jazz. Thank you so much for taking the time. <laughs> Thanks, Jeepers.